substitution ever has a good manner again before we take the orders and ends of government. Today is September 28, 2022. Welcome to Simply Bitcoin Live. There's going to be a special edition. We are live streaming from Bitcoin Magazine headquarters in Nashville, Tennessee. Because of the breaking news, culture, memetic warfare, and we will show you why only Bitcoin can give you true financial sovereignty. Is that is that true? Big facts. Big facts. Anyways, of course, I want to introduce my guest, the one and only, the legendary CK. How you doing, buddy? Doing good, man. Excited to be here. Happy to have y'all in the in the office. And uh, yeah, just ready to roll. Very bullish. Very, very, very bullish. And of course, there's some pops. So we gotta we gotta fix those pops. Fix the pops, Opti. And of course, I want to introduce my legendary co-host, the Optimistic. How you doing, Opti? What's up, Nico? It's a good morning, man. Um, a crazy, crazy world out there outside of Bitcoin. So it's awesome <laughs> to be a Bitcoiner today. But what's up, CK? Good to see you again, bro. Uh, I'm dude, excited for this one. You know, uh, you're the man. Oh, oh, dude, you're the man. Uh, but you know me. <laughs> when, whenever we can stay bullish on this show completely, just just go over the top, uh, hyperbolic with the bullishness. I am ready for it. This is why I'm here. So dude, this is it. No, no, Opti. This is no hyperbolic <laughs> today. Okay. I know. I, was, I know. I know. I was hanging out with CK. Not we were we were watching the Titans games, and he told me he's like Nico. Bitcoiners are not bullish enough. So that's the whole theme of today's episode. We're going to make you the case why Bitcoiners are not bullish enough. And of course, I know one of CK's favorite books is The Sovereign Individual. So I'm going to sprinkle that in as well. I'm going to I'm going to I have a quote from The Sovereign Individual and we're going to we're going to talk about what the hell happened with the Bank of England, how they pivoted. And of course they were going to pivot because they're addicted to the money printer and that's all they know how to do. But anyways, Let's start the show. Let's get to the numbers. Let's do this. Number time. Brought to you by Noddle. At this point, you should be running your own Bitcoin node. If you don't use your own Bitcoin node, you're trusting someone else's. Run your own version of Bitcoin Core, the Lightning Network, Whirlpool, and Dojo, all from the comfort of your own home. And if you're a digital nomad, you have absolutely no excuse because now you can run a Noddle through a virtual private server. Visit noddle.eu today. At the time of recording, the Bitcoin price is 19,582 sats per dollar, 5,107, block height 756,090, reachable Bitcoin nodes 15,000, so no, that doesn't say 15, 14,159, blocks of the halving 83,910, having, uh, having estimate that day could not come any sooner, April 23rd, 2020, 2024. Total Lightning Network capacity, 4,862. The estimated caca fiat value of that is 95 million U.S. dollars. Realized monetary inflation taking the U.S. dollar absolutely to school, 1.78%. Market capitalization, 375 billion. The thing I wanted to talk about today, CK, during the numbers is the Bank of England pivot. And I just want to give credit to Naeem Bukele because just to give you guys a quick refresher, the Bank of England said that they were concerned about El Salvador adopting Bitcoin. And Naeem Bukele said, really, I guess Bank of England, England's interest in the well-being of our people is genuine, right? I mean, they've always cared about our people, right? You know, it's very interesting. And then Naeem Bukele said, I'm really concerned about Bank of England printing money out of thin air. Check out the date. 
November 27, 2021. Told you, Bank of England. Naim Bukele, President of El Salvador, absolutely taking them to school. So what am I talking about? This is Disclose.tv. Bank of England announces major intervention in the glit market. It will temporarily, they always say temporary. They said that. Nixon said that. We're going to temporarily suspend the convertibility of the gold. It's always temporary, but it never is. Purchase long-dated UK government bonds starting to starting today to restore orderly market conditions. That's a very fancy way of saying they're turning on the money printer again. Anyways, moving on to this tweet by Zero Hedge. Now they're <laughs> Bank of England cancel speech on balance sheet reduction by Andrew Hasser, which has been due on September 29th. And here's, a, here's this beautiful quote by the sovereign individual. This book was written in 1997 and, of course, published. That means it published. was written before. And they hit the nail on the head. CK, why don't you do the honors no, of reading I think you this? Gotta do it. No, no, you got to do it, bro. Okay, when the state finds itself unable to meet its commitment, committed expenditure by raising tax revenues, it will resort to other more desperate measures. Among them is printing money. Governments have grown used to enjoying a monopoly over currency that they could depreciate at will. Ooh. Ooh. CK, what are your thoughts on the Bank of England? Does it surprise you, bro? I mean, to be honest, uh, I did not see the pound uh, taking this huge fall so quickly. Uh, I thought with Brexit, they were kind of uh, distancing themselves a little bit from uh, the ticking time bomb that is uh, the euro. Uh, But it seems that they are the first uh, domino to fall in terms of uh, the central banks have kind of been focusing on actually trying to compete with the dollar and raising interest rates. Uh, but the Bank of England is calling is crying uncle. Uh, for those who subscribe to the dollar milkshake theory, which has been a theory that's been gaining a lot of steam in the last, let's call it 18 months. Um, you know, it looks like it's playing out in real time. The dollar is, is the dollar is falling, but all the other fiats are falling faster. And because the dollar is placed in the global economy, it looks as though it is sucking up all the liquidity. Did the Fed just did the Fed pull rug pull the Bank of England? I mean, I feel the Fed is def, the Fed is is going toe to toe with all the other central bankers, and uh, you know they don't have a lot of tools to uh, to compete with uh, what the Fed is doing. Ultimately, it's bad for everyone, though. It, it, of course, it's bad for everyone. Do you believe in the theory that this will lead to a domino effect, and you'll see the ECB pivot soon enough? You'll see. The Bank of Japan pivots soon enough. And of course, the central bank of central banks, the Federal Reserve. Are they going to turn on that money printer? But it's very scary. And I'm going to reference that Jack Dorsey tweet that came out a long time ago. Is this the end? Is, is, hi- is, this, is this the catalyst? Is this hyperinflation? Remember, guys, they're turning back the money printer while the UK currently has an inflation rate of 10% on top of the energy crisis due to you could do to bad energy policies and of course the russian invasion of ukraine dude is this the catalyst they're turning on the money printer with 10% inflation oof i mean nothing central bankers are doing really makes sense given the context and i mean honestly i'd question that inflation number prices are up on cpi 10% uh, or whatever so uh prices being up doesn't necessarily mean money printer has been going off, uh, but rather it could indicate a lot of things like gas getting more expensive, supply chains breaking down, trust breaking down. I mean, I think that we are moving into a world where uh, 
trust needed within the monetary system is going to start start to become a huge liability and people are going to start turning into two options that don't require trust and i mean that's the bullish case for bitcoin is bitcoin's utility starts to outshine and utility meets scarcity number go up number go up and that actually leads me to this other quote that i had prepared for ck of course and let me, I'm making you read it this time, though. Of course, I'm going to read it. This I time don't like time. reading on camera. <laughs> oh, man. And is that Opti? Is it sharing the screen? No, it's not. Here we go. I'm producing on the go. Paper money also contributed significantly to the power of the state, not only by generating profits from depreciating the currency, but by giving the state leverage over who can accumulate wealth. And I think that monopoly, uh, CK, which is what you're referencing, is dying. And now people have alternatives they have alternatives to opt out completely opti from the pleb perspective what is going on does this surprise you uh not at all it's almost like bitcoin was created for this very moment you know uh chancellor on the brink of how many bailouts now so <laughs> you know like money printer is going burr the money printer is coming and like as a Bitcoiner, as, as a, the average Bitcoin pleb out there, it's just like, look, we've been saying this for how long now we are prepared. Hopefully your Bitcoin is in cold storage. You know, you're just continuing to stay humble and stack sats. And this is why we tell you guys that you, you know, you opt out of this craziness and, and like the fiat world is going up in flames for us. And uh, as Bitcoiners, we're just arguing about pans on Twitter and shit posting. So it's almost like we found Bitcoin Zen and, and we have the solutions to the world's problems. And uh, wink, wink, it's Bitcoin. So am I surprised? No, we've, we've known for a while that, that, you know, like the money printer coming on is inevitable. As Greg Foss always says, uh, it's 11th grade math and fiat will implode and explode at a certain point. And it's just only a matter of time until it happens. So who, how long can they kick the can down the road? Who knows? But as a Bitcoiner, you just continue to do what you're always doing. Shit posts, provide value, save in sats, <laughs> and life is good, man. It's good being a Bitcoiner. Like, honestly, I would be terrified if I wasn't a Bitcoiner right now because everything around us is going up in flames except for Bitcoin. I mean, Bitcoin is holding real strong right now. It's under all-time high. You know, say what you want about that. But, like, overall... Uh, Bitcoin seems to be the least volatile currency out there. So glad to be a Bitcoiner at this point. Absolutely. Bro, if, if it wasn't for Bitcoin, we'd be forced to care about politics. But anyways, guys, let's get to the news. We have a very special one for you today. CK is going to make the case as to why you are not bullish enough. Let's check it out. The Daily News. Brought to you by CryptoCloaks.com. They make the best 3D printed Bitcoin merch in the game. From custom node cases to key rings to the famous 3D printed Bitcoin grenade toy. Comes in any custom color your heart desires. You want it in gold, they make it in gold. But only on CryptoCloaks.com. Alright guys, we're going to change it up a little bit. We're going to do kind of like a little mini interview between me and CK. So like I said, we were watching the Titans game together. And we were in, we were just talking and I, bro, you just told me straight off the bat. He's like, Nico, Bitcoiners are not bullish enough. And I was like, what does that mean? What does that mean? CK? Why are Bitcoiners not bullish enough? What, what, what has led you to that train of thought? What pattern have you been picking up? No, definitely. Great question. So 
I've actually been kind of on this uh, this rant for a while, which is that if if you make reasonable assumptions about what hyper Bitcoinization will look like into the future, and then you look at how Bitcoiners are kind of behaving now in terms of like the way that they talk about the value of Bitcoin and the way that they talk about other assets, it comes really obvious to me that they're that most Bitcoiners are not actually thinking about like hyper Bitcoinization. Like mm. This idea of infinity divided by 21 million. Well, if if you just make reasonable assumptions about infinity, how much value there is today, and then you divide it by sats, like you're looking at an insane, you know, value buying power per sat number. Like, you know, people are are are, are leveraging up, they're putting themselves in pretty risky positions in in terms of like Bitcoin and fiat terms today. Uh, when in reality, they just don't need to because sats are going to buy so much in the future that, um, that you know, obviously you want to have as much as you can, but you also want to get sats at today's value, at any, at any value today, you know, kind of across the finish line to hyper-Bitcoinization. Any sats that you can get across the finish line are, are going to be a win. And personally, I, I just think that, you know, there's going to be a lot of Bitcoiners out there right now that are taking too much risk. Mm. They're not taking into account how volatile it's going to be to get across from fiat cluster to uh, a Bitcoin standard. Um, and and they're just like miscalculating this whole thing. So my whole take is that one, Bitcoin is binary. It either works and it becomes a global monetary standard. Uh, it integrates into our energy infrastructure uh, it is the cleanest, easiest, most trust-free way in order to communicate, store, and 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 utilize value, or it doesn't, and the incentives break down, and no one cares. Like I hope you bought some guns, you know. So like this this kind of like middle ground where Bitcoin is is another asset to choose from, and there's a lot of other assets. Like I I don't think that that's going to be the majority of Bitcoin's history. I think that. Uh, in the next, you know, I personally think it's going to happen in in this decade. But uh, within our lifetimes, it's either Bitcoin wins because of obvious utility, or and and the game theory works out, or or the incentives fall apart. So if Bitcoin wins, one infinity divided by twenty one million is insane amount. But on top of that, like we talk about all the time on Bitcoin podcast how bad fiat money is like messing up the world how it is uh causing governments to be able to allocate capital in ways that are inefficient it how it makes it difficult for people to do business and in many ways you can kind of see how uh operating on a fiat standards is is kind of driving insanity right so if we have all this value on a fiat standard don't you think that moving to like a rational bitcoin standard is actually going to create more value, right? So infinity is getting bigger if Bitcoin works. So we're working on a sound, we're transitioning to a sound money standard that's going to create more growth, better resource allocation. It's going to help us store value longer and with more certainty. And on top of that, we're dividing it by, by very, very scarce 21 million Bitcoin. So, you know, when we're talking about like million dollar Bitcoin, like that's a joke. That's, it's honestly a joke. Like we should be talking about, you know, multiple dollars of buying power per Satoshi. Like the fact that we're not talking about like what is the sub Satoshi 
denomination standards going to be, and we're not debating that, is like case in point that we're not bullish enough because like we're having the wrong conversations here. Dude, holy crap. Uh, yeah, so he told me that, and like I started getting chills, and I was like, okay, don't tell me more, so you save it, so when you come on the show... And one of the other questions I said is like, man, what is your personal stacking goal? And your answer was so impactful to me. Like it, it was like, it, cause it made me open my eyes a little bit more. He's like, Nico, you don't understand point one. And I was like, what do you mean point one? Stop being humble. And you're like, bro, where we are going point one is going to be more than enough. What did you mean by that? Again, infinity divided by a million or by 21 million and infinity is going to get bigger on a Bitcoin standard. Like you, any, any amount of SaaS that you can get at today's price is going to perform extremely, extremely well. Uh, and then when you kind of forecast out, like, you know, how many people are going to have X amount of Bitcoin, like what is the buying power of X amount of Bitcoin, you realize that you just don't need that many SaaS to be disgustingly wealthy. So what you should really be focusing on is whatever amount of SaaS that you can buy at today's value and then get across the finish line uh, you know, safely and, and, and focus on not necessarily just accumulating, but actually accumulating and, and, and not losing. Um, I firmly believe that a lot of the Bitcoiners that we know and love today, they probably are hitting their like peak, their top sat count, like th their sat count might be going down because they, they didn't position themselves to survive because I think the survive, like your anti-fragility as an individual as a family, as a business, like that is going to be way, way more in jeopardy than like, is Bitcoin going to survive? I think Bitcoin's for sure going to survive. And then, you know, the value of a sat, if it survives, if it gets, if it becomes the standard, it's just going to be, it's way, way more than any of us are talking about. So you say if, right. And I, you know, maybe because I'm biased and I'm sure you're biased a little bit because our, you know, our future, what we, you know, we, what our hopes and dreams are in the industry. We work in the industry. You know, our savings are in Bitcoin. You say if what 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 do you perceive to be the greatest threat to Bitcoin? Uh, from my perspective, I see two attack vectors, uh, which we've been covering on simply, which is the attack on proof of work mining, because, yes, Bitcoin might be proof of work, but energy production is proof of stake, right? Um, so that's that's something that concerns me. Um, but I, I don't believe it's that big of a deal because the incentives of mining are just too irresistible. Look at the example of China. However, where I do think though they might be slightly more successful is people taking self-custody of their Bitcoin, right? Because that's the revolution. If you don't take self-custody of your Bitcoin, you get none of the benefits. You might be looking at your Robinhood app and saying, oh my God, I got 10 Bitcoin. I have all this money, right? But no, you don't. Robinhood has to, you know, has to honor that, 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 that they, they, they gave it to you. What if there's a 6102 for Bitcoin? And no, you don't have that. You only have that Bitcoin if you take self-custody. So what are your thoughts? What, what do you think are the biggest threats? Why, why do you say if? So my, when I say if, like, I, I truly believe that, like, Bitcoin is a better incentive system, right? Bitcoin is a better monetary system. Bitcoin is a better... Uh, energy management system with its distributed proof of work. So, but at the same time, it's kind of like a complex game theoretical system. It requires things to to play out 
in the way that, you know, is kind of like logically assumed within the system. So in my opinion, like I'm not worried about mining getting banned. I'm not worried about self-custody. Personally, I think those are all lessons that people who don't learn, you know, who, who, who haven't learned the lessons of the past, they will learn the lessons of the future. And some lessons are cheap and some lessons are expensive. That is not going to affect Bitcoin on the system level. What I'm more concerned about is like, does the game theory break down? Mm. Are people going to keep mining it? Are, are people going to be incentivized to, to store it? Are people, going to be, uh, are, are people going to continue to adopt it? Um, and what's going to drive that forward? Personally, I think for me, the answer is definitely yes. But it is productive as someone who is trying to navigate an uncertain future to at least consider the the circumstance that, okay, it might not work. And if it doesn't work, what do I do to prepare myself? Because I really do think like Bitcoin is binary. It, either it works and it becomes global reserve currency or it doesn't. I think that this period of time right now is an aberration in Bitcoin's history, which is that Bitcoin is another asset. Like there's this whole playing field of assets with charts that are trading against the dollar and you can get store of value in different ways and you can speculate on this stuff like that is not the future of bitcoin it's either bitcoin is the denominator or bitcoin is irrelevant and depending on how the game theory kind of plays out and if the game theory works and the incentive system works like that is what's going to determine if bitcoin wins so i do think that like all of the bad things that could happen, they probably will happen and the world will be better for it because people need to snap out of their fiat mindset. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is something I was telling you yesterday, but like money is an operating system. Mm. Everyone is on their local fiat operating system. Maybe they're on the dollar operating system like as a globe, but we need to start moving to a Bitcoin operating system mentally. That takes time. It happens on the individual level. But that's also why you start seeing Bitcoiners acting different, right? Because mm-hmm. we're literally on a different value operating system in our heads. So like to bridge over from like crappy fiat operating system to like the Bitcoin operating system, like it takes pain, it takes experience, it takes a lot of different things. It's a really an individual journey, I think. So um, I, I think we need to be empathetic. We need to be humble. We need to realize that transitioning systems on a global level is going to be you know, is going to be turbulent uh, and, and there's going to be a lot of volatility. Um, but at, at the same time, it's, it's happening on an individual level. So speaking of that, right, it, it sounds like to me, right, it is really up to the individual to f- facilitate this transition, to get more people on a Bitcoin standard, which inevitably leads to a more optimistic look, outlook on the future, right? Bitcoin gives you hope versus the fiat operating system, it's this, this operating system of nihilism, pessimism, and it brings out the worst in people, right? Because they're, it just keeps getting smaller, their purchasing power versus Bitcoin, everyone can get along. One of the most beautiful things that I've noticed, CK, and we pride ourselves to stay neutral politically on the show, we have people from the left on the show, we have people from the right, is they find common ground in Bitcoin, right? So to the audience, right? And this is an activist audience at the end of the day. What do you suggest? What are your suggestions to get people 
to do? What could they do on an individual level, whether that's just taking self-custody, whether that's running a node, whether that's trying to take, well, it's just trying to convince your mom, your dad to take the orange pill. What could people doing, what, what could people watching right now, what do you recommend them to do? I recommend the Bitcoiners to focus on yourself, check the boxes, and ultimately like the life that you live, the confidence that you ensue, the uh, the comfort and good decision making that you make uh, kind of being within the Bitcoin overlay, I think that is contagious. I really don't think that people will be able to, you know, avoid it for that much longer because you're right. Like there's so many negative consequences to operating on a fiat standard that is crumbling. That's crumbling. Like we're watching it crumble in real time um, and it's becoming more and more obvious. So you know, I would say to Bitcoiners, like one, stop worrying about other people's stack, worry about your stack, focus on getting your stack across the finish line, focus on, you know, the people that you love, at least having them understand how to get your stack. If something happens to you, you know, you want to focus on planning on cold storage, on on OPSEC, on on the other things, because honestly, I, I just think that like adoption is going to get driven by reality. Like, Fiat is crumbling. Chaos will ensue. Trust is dissipating. And that's where Bitcoin shines and, and, and the utility of Bitcoin as a real physical network that can settle value across space and time that helps manage grids. Like that is undeniable. You don't have to do anything to advocate for that. Like that will advocate for itself because it's like, it's like markets versus communism. You know, like, guess what? People were running away from communism. They were, they were sacrificing everything to escape it. Like, people will be running away from statism. They will be sacrificing everything to escape it. Are you doing what it takes for yourself to, to, to be in a good position? Are you in the right jurisdiction? Have you focused on getting your today's sats at today's prices across the finish line? Or are you over leveraged? Are you like uh, are you like a shill that is going to look bad because you can't even interpret what's happening in the fiat system and yet you're a smart ass about how Bitcoin is going to work and how it's all going to play out? It's just like take a step back, like have some humility, focus on yourself, focus on 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 making sure that you are okay and don't worry about everyone else. They will they will get the price that they deserve. They will learn the lessons they need to learn so that way they value this asset too. Absolutely. So one last thing before we move on to the culture, um, TK, you also said something that really struck a chord in my heart as well. Um, I'm an immigrant. I, I fled from Venezuela, collectivist country, and I came to the United States, which we, I was perceived this as a child that the United States is the land of opportunity, the land of hope, the land of you know dreams. But the White House last week basically positioned itself in a in in a way and 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 I always reference the report specifically by the treasury it's called the future of money and that report they said that the only innovations that have happened are stable coins and payment systems that include PayPal Venmo all that stuff they mention nothing of bitcoin and they say they do take a little bit they do take some jabs they say um at less energy efficient cryptos. But they also, at the very end, they said, 
we want central bank digital currencies and central bank digital currencies with the central bank being the anchor of the economy is what we envision ourselves for the future of the United States. Now, that to me tells me where their stance is, how they're going to approach this, right? And then tie this in with the theory from the sovereign individual, how governments are going to become increasingly more hostile. And you told me, you said, Nico, I'm going to plant my flag here. I'm going to plan. I'm going to stay here in Nashville. I'm going to fight it out in Nashville. Could you elaborate on that a little bit? Does it worry you? Does this language from the Treasury, does this language from the most powerful government the world has ever seen, does that concern you at all that this is their stance? This is where they want to go. They want people on slave money, also known as central bank digital currencies. Yeah, I mean, I think that with like Bitcoiners need to like one of the most important themes of a sovereign individual is the world changes by people voting with their feet. And effectively, the ultimate end result of Bitcoin being invented and digital hard currency that is cryptographically insured and trustless is the ability for me to take my value and go to a different jurisdiction without any of the shackles of the past. So the past, it's like you weave gold into your clothing. Like if you have any property, kiss it goodbye. If you have anything in the banking system, kiss it goodbye. Like, you know, you really have to forego everything to leave your jurisdiction. And Bitcoin effectively offers you an opportunity to not have to make that choice. So that is the ultimate end goal is you can say, see you later, I'm taking my sats and I'm going somewhere that's going to treat me and my money better. So that's the end, that's the end goal. So I think that that ha like jurisdictional arbitrage, like that is our main weapon. Like that is the weapon of the future. That is the mechanism in which the world changes is through jurisdictions competing with each other. I think specifically in the United States, that dynamic has existed for a long time. You have states with a lot of sovereignty mm -hmm. that can make their own rules and that they can kind of go toe to toe. And then people can move from state to state without having to make the choice of, do I give up everything? Because they can have their same ID. They can have their same bank account. They can, you know, they effectively have some mobility with their value within the US. So I moved from California to Tennessee. Like I think I'm taking advantage of jurisdictional arbitrage. I see the United States as, you know, one, you can look at it as like the country with the most to lose, but also it's the country with best position to fight for freedom because of all the things that make the United States different um, than the rest of the world. And, you know, we've seen even in the COVID pandemic that the jurisdictional arbitrage within the U.S. like made the U.S. a lot better than most countries like Canada, England, everywhere in the EU, like China, you you had no choice, right? But here I am. I could say, hey, screw California. I'm going to Utah so I can get a haircut. True mm -hmm. story. That happened. Um, <laughs> so, um, yeah, I, I think that, like, the U.S. is positioned well for us here in the U.S. to kind of make a stand in hospitable places and, uh, and leverage those hospitable places to try to push forward the Bitcoin agenda that's happening in Texas, that's happening in Tennessee. It's happening roughly in, in Florida, although I think, uh, you know, the altcoiners may have their way there. Um, but, uh, you know, and we're seeing those states on like a macro like conversation level, like they're winning too. Yeah, yes. You know, like in the world is like, whoa, these states are winning. So I, I do think that there, there there is hope. But at the same time, I think we need to stay vigilant and like 
you know, if the U.S. does go the way of all large countries that have a lot to lose in this transition, like we have to be open to uh, to moving, right? Mm-hmm. And we have to be open to going to a different jurisdiction. So, you know, that that it's it's a really difficult situation. Um, you know, it's nuanced, but uh, I'm not quite ready to fully abandon the U.S. There's reasons for me to think that the U.S. will actually potentially be hospitable to Bitcoin. Um, and especially in, in, in hospitable states. But, uh, you know, if, if things change dramatically, you know, I'm going to be flexible. Yes, yes. So in that, I guess um, we're all moving to El Salvador. That's what it looks like. No, I'm just kidding. But yes, I, I do agree. I think that, you know, some states, specifically Texas, Texas, I see it as the Bitcoin Alamo state. You saw the wording from Greg Abbott, right? Potentially, we might see a similar situation than the marijuana industry, where in certain states, actually on the federal level, marijuana is illegal. But on a state level like California, uh, Colorado, it's legal. Right. You know, and of course, there's a little bit of you know conflict between the federal government, and the state level. But the federal government doesn't have the resources to go after everybody in California. Perhaps Bitcoin follows a similar route. But at the end of the day, it's it's money. And that is the main source of power from government. So it might be slightly different. But anyways, I really enjoyed this. That's right, guys. $1 million Bitcoin, $10 million Bitcoin is too bearish. Don't over leverage yourself. Try to stack as much sats as humanly possible with these prices. It's under 20K. Pause the show right now. Stack some sats. Anyways, let's get to the culture. The Daily Culture. Brought to you by SwanBitcoin.com. Swan is the best way to build your Bitcoin stack with automated Bitcoin savings plans and instant purchases, serving clients of any size from $10 to $10 million. We love Swan because they incentivize self-custody and dollar cost averaging. What are you waiting for? Visit SwanBitcoin.com today. All right, guys, I want to give a shout out to Pacific Bitcoin. It's going to be the largest Bitcoin conference on the West Coast. You're not going to want to miss it. It's November 10th through 11th, Los Angeles, California. Speaker list includes Michael Saylor, Lynn Alden, Jeff Booth, Corey Clipson, Pierre Richard, Eric Hassan, Mark Moss, Nico, and Opti are going to be doing a live simply from Pacific Bitcoin. You're going to want to take advantage of the promo code SIMPLY to get a major discount on Pacific Bitcoin. I also want to give a shout out. I want to give CK the chance to also talk about another very awesome Bitcoin conference. They're bringing the largest Bitcoin conference in the world, the one that happened in Bitcoin uh, in Miami. And they're bringing it where, CK? Where where is it going to happen? In exactly two weeks, y'all. Bitcoin Amsterdam, baby. It is going to be an amazing, amazing event. I cannot wait for it. And I got to give, uh, you know, I got to give the Swan guys a shout out too. Pacific Bitcoin's going to be awesome. But I think Europe is a place that desperately, desperately, desperately needs Bitcoin. And we're bringing Bitcoin to Europe. We have a focus on European Bitcoiners. Uh, it's an amazing indoor, outdoor uh, venue. Obviously, Amsterdam is a historic city for both finance and Bitcoin. So really, really excited for Bitcoin Amsterdam. So if you can't wait for Pacific Bitcoin, that's going to be happening uh, in November. You want to go to a amazing Bitcoin event, maybe make a vacation out of it. Bitcoin Amsterdam, October 12th to the 14th. It's going to be 
absolutely freaking awesome. So I can't wait for that. CK, do you have a promo code for the for everybody? Oh yeah. So I'm gonna I'm gonna show our uh, our Bitcoin Magazine live promo code BM Live that saves you 10% on both GA and our Whale Pass. Uh, so y'all don't miss out on Bitcoin Amsterdam. But uh, there's so much to celebrate in the Bitcoin culture, and getting together for in-person events is definitely one of them. Absolutely, guys. So you're not going to want to miss those two amazing conferences, Pacific Bitcoin and Bitcoin Amsterdam. And of course, Bitcoin 2023. And it's coming back to Miami, isn't it? Yes, sir. Miami Ooh. Beach, the Miami Beach Convention Center. Great place for a conference. Crazy. I grew up there. That was my hometown. And I couldn't believe that it was happening there. Holy, holy crap, man. Very, very special. Anyways, Opti, what do you have for us today, my friend? Well, first off, just... Wow, CK. Uh, absolutely killed it. We are so early. We're so damn early. We need some horns for that one. But I talk about it all the time, CK, about the mind expanding, the consciousness expanding properties of Bitcoin. And you touched on it a little bit as well. But I just want to know personally, how has Bitcoin changed you or have you always been this based and optimistic? And Bitcoin makes you optimistic for sure. I was way more political, honestly. Like uh, I was really into politics. And I think that's because money flows through politics. It's the classic cancel on effect. So Bitcoin breaks that. But yeah, I mean, it's impossible to switch the Bitcoin mindset, to switch the Bitcoin operating system and not work harder, not be more enthusiastic, not um, you know align around your passion, not be motivated to make the world a better place for yourself and the people around you. Uh, and it just old, you know, optimist, it, it just brings optimism. So, I mean, I think you, uh, optimist fields, it's a, it's a great handle. I've, I've, in, I, I instantly followed you because like, this guy gets it. So this guy gets it. Now that guy gets it or this guy gets it. All right. So you, you touched on a point that I've been, I've been harping on for, I don't know, weeks now. And you said it, you said it past today. It's like, be a shining example of what it means to be a Bitcoiner. So as a beacon of hope, as a shining example of being a Bitcoiner, are you getting, are you orange pilling people just by the way that you live out there? Like are people recognizing that you are a happier, better person because of Bitcoin or is, are people slowly waking up to this idea in your life? Uh, I mean, I don't know if people like 100% connect the dots. They usually, I still think we're in this world where people are like, oh, like Bitcoin made you smarter, better, or work harder. That's crazy. Um, it does seem like pretty esoteric, but I do think that, um, you know, people do notice that like, I, I would say like reasonably successful, right? Uh, been able to advance within my career, uh, been able to do some big things on the main stage. And a lot of that is because I went all in on Bitcoin with my time. Um, you know, I, I think you should have as much sats as you can afford, but at the same time, uh, you know, that threshold of what you can afford, uh, you know, it, it could be dangerous. So I think people need to, you know, be, a, be, be weary of, of all in, you know, kind of pumping. Like, I think you should focus on getting as much across the finish line as possible. That should be the goal. But yeah, I mean, going all in with Bitcoin on my, with my time has, has brought me an enormous amount of success and happiness ultimately, even, uh, in stressful market conditions, just, uh, you know, alignment in life. So, um, I, I think that that part is undeniable. And I think Bitcoiners around the world, it's just like, can you imagine going through 2020 and not having had Bitcoin? Bro, nope. we, it's what you said. You mentioned it. You said it, right? Before you used to care a lot about politics. Bitcoin allows you to not have to care about that because you're protected by the orange force field. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, for sure. I mean, like, dude, like, think about it, bro. Like, we would be stuck right now without Bitcoin. 
Trump, look what Trump's doing. Look at what Biden's doing. Oh my God, this and this and that. Now with Bitcoin, it's like, dude, it doesn't matter what they're doing in crazy clown world. I know I'm protected. And I know that now it gives you ex exactly what you said. Bitcoin gives you the power to vote with your wallet and also gives you the power to vote with your feet. So if things get really bad, I'll move to Nashville. I moved to what I did. I moved to Puerto Rico, right? So it's like, it, it gives you that flexibility is what I'm saying. Uh, I want to add one more thing. And I think that like, there's this idea, it's called uh, Gilman's amnesia, which is that when like an expert of some subject reads a news story that is on their subject of expertise, they re like they immediately can identify that it's FUD or bullshit or whatever. Um, and then they move to the next page on the subject that is not like of their expertise. And then they read it as if it was like, you know, written in, in pure gold, like it was fact, right? So I think that like, Bitcoin actually helps people snap out of that because the world is throwing so much FUD at Bitcoin that it helps people understand like, wow, all of these institutions are completely and totally full of shit. And it actually, like, I think Bitcoin trains people to see through FUD. Yeah. Like FUD runs the world. Fear, uncertainty, and doubt runs the entire world across the spectrum. And Bitcoiners are the most well-equipped people on the planet to dismantle and see through FUD. And I think that that is just such a massive advantage moving into the future. And it's going to fundamentally change everything, right? Because it, it awakens people. You're not buying into what the man on in the suit behind the government seal is saying on TV. Fuck the current thing. <laughs> Fuck the current thing. <laughs> Bars. Let's go. All right. Well, this next one, uh, I guess maybe a little more esoteric. First of all, uh, can confirm on the all-in being more happy and and snapping out of the haze. I, I've said it before, you know, Bitcoin is is like is the meme uh, personified of like tune in, turn out, and turn on, and and your life just gets way better. But second question, or one of my final questions, and it's a little more esoteric, CK, but I know you might be able to do justice. So, is Bitcoin divine intervention into the fiat system? Uh, I don't know about define, but. I really do think that like the market works and even in the depth of fiat, the market created Bitcoin. It delivered this system. The market had been trying to deliver a system like this for a long time and all the pieces came together. So, you know, if Satoshi is is the third coming or the second coming of, of, of Jesus or if it's just, you know, the market and human consciousness putting things forward that works and solves problems. Like I truly do feel like that is the story of humanity it is like, it's like humanity builds up, things start falling apart. And then like under all the, the, the rubble, there's this, like there, there, there's some answer to be found. And then that answer, we build on that answer and then rinse and repeat. So, I mean, I think that that's Bitcoin. Um, I got to give a shout out to my man, Alex Fedsky. But, you know, he he has the line that like Bitcoin is is what breaks the cycles. I do think that there's some level of like Bitcoin creates a new like macro cycle that um, that uh, that has different characteristics than uh, previous cycles that are built off of credit. Um, but, yeah, I do think that the market has consistently driven better solutions over time, especially in the. The, like the darkest days and bitcoin is just another example that prove that markets work yeah 
Absolutely. And, and I, and I love that part. I love that part where you said about Svetsky, I mean, about it breaking the cycles. Right. And it's, you know, the old age adage, right. Weak men create hard times, hard times, create strong men, strong times, create um, good times. And then, you know, the cycle repeats itself over and over again. And if you look like throughout human history, we've always done the same thing. Even the Romans did it. They debased the currency. And then you saw, coincidentally, you saw the moral decay of society go along with that. And you saw society break as they started to debase the currency more and more and more. I think in, in the beginning of the Roman Republic, the denarii, I think it had like 85%, 0.85% gold, I mean silver. And then towards the end, it was like 0. 0.0000 something. And you saw the same things happening in society. Of course, the technology was different. The people were different. But the behavior of people as they debased the money was very similar. And now it's what you said, right? We now have a chance to finally fundamentally break that sound, uh, break that, that cycle, transition to a sound money. But this time, the powers that be can't change the rules of that sound money. Can say I better myself. <laughs> <laughs> All right, last question. Last question. Uh, we talk about this a lot over here uh, about the idea of Bitcoin being inevitable. So, do you think Bitcoin is inevitable? And if you do, what is this time frame you have on uh, you know trying to make it over the finish line with the Sats that you currently own? Yeah. So, um, my my whole perspective is that if Bitcoin works, it is inevitable. There is no world where Bitcoin's incentives continue to push forward and it does not take over as the global uh, just uh, infrastructure and, and global substrate for value transfer. So it is the perfect money. So if it can continue to persist into the future, if it can push forward into 2020 uh, and 2140 and beyond, like, Yes, it is inevitable. But if things break down and the community and the stakeholders around Bitcoin uh, can't find ways to push the system forward, then we should plan for we should plan for a much much scarier, less optimistic future. But I, again, I just I just don't buy into the idea that Bitcoin can be just another asset. That is what I think is the least likely scenario. So most likely scenario is that. Bitcoin works, it continues to work, and it becomes a substrate for value. The next most likely scenario is that the incentives don't work. The game theory breaks down. Bitcoin goes to zero. I hope you have some guns and bullion. And then I think the least likely scenario is Bitcoin's just another asset. So that's like the multi-coin thesis is that there's going to be all these assets that are going to compete and the people are going to invent new versions of utility in crypto. And I just like, that to me is the least likely scenario. So for Bitcoiners, the only two scenarios you should be focusing on is Bitcoin infinity or Bitcoin zero. Uh, and then when you have that mindset, I think you make slightly different decisions. But frankly, I think that the worst position that you can be in is 100% Bitcoin or even leveraged in Bitcoin without checking off other boxes because you need to get your meat sack across the finish line or at least your, your, your sats to a meat sack that can leverage it in hyper-Bitcoinization. Absolutely. Beautifully, beautifully said. Love it. Love Op it. Absolutely killed it, CK. Opti, is it time? Is it it time? is time. It is time for the meme review. The Daily Meme Review. 
brought to you by bitbox 2 bitcoin only edition a hardware wallet by shift crypto crypto like cryptography it's secure it's open source and it's so easy your mom can set it up self-custody is the revolution and the bitbox makes it simple do not leave your bitcoin on an exchange order a bitbox today I'm just laughing at CK's face at that ad. He's like, holy shit. <laughs> All right, guys. You brought All the right. intestine, bro. Yeah. Intestine. All right, guys. You already know the meme. Tweets are the bullet and memes are the artillery. In this information war, as you can tell, we are on the front lines of this Bitcoin war right now. And, uh, man, how more? How much more bullish can we get today with CK? But let's try to add some, some lols in here so that you guys can spread the signal and say what's good to yourself on the screen. All right, this first one is by Captain Bitcoin. He goes, me highlighting just the most important parts of the Bitcoin white paper. Me just highlighting the most important parts <laughs> of the Bitcoin white paper, the whole thing. All right, this next one, uh, you know, considering the crazy stuff going on in the world right now, I thought that this meme is pretty fitting. I had to scroll up and find it in our show notes, but uh, this guy's not even a Bitcoiner, and he goes, what should we do now that we've achieved net zero? And as I say all the time on this show, these psychopaths want you back in the Stone Ages, and this guy gets it. So this 100%. next one, shouts out the Bitcoin clowner at hodl time, and uh, it, this is definitely the vibe as Bitcoiners right now, but Bitcoin hodlers after the fiat collapse. And it looks like this is what we're doing right now. You know, <laughs> us Bitcoiners are just looking out of our balconies like, hey, man, you guys could have been here with us, but you guys are still playing fiat games and you're going to win fiat prizes. Next meme is by our buddy Chairforce. And he goes, when this bear market is over and this Bitcoin bull runs again, you still won't have enough Bitcoin. Sadness is closer than it appears. Well, that was before CK just dropped a bomb on us. So <laughs> you might have enough Bitcoin, man. Just continue to stay humble and stack. Make sure your meat sack makes it over the finish line. <laughs> Amazing. And this next one, guys, uh, as you know, we, we've definitely been playing on the theme of... Uh, getting censored and council culture out there. So shouts out to Stoney's ghost. And he goes, Instagram is now fact checking CBDC memes. Remember this meme? We put it on the show. I don't know. Last week or so. Well, apparently Instagram Dude, is crazy. not a fan. Wow. We're, it's, we're getting into crazy times, but you're a Bitcoiner and it doesn't matter. This next one is Dylan LeClaire. And uh, I had to add this one considering the news we got this morning and uh, what's going on in the global markets. And this is the, the Crowder meme that has changed my mind. He goes, QE infinity and yield curve control is the ultimate outcome of all fiat currency regimes. And add that with what CK was telling you. Bitcoin is going to the moon. Stay bullish out there, guys. And this last one, I had to add this one, Nico. You might get mad, whatever. This is, this is for the culture. These are for the people out there because this is how we feel. So shouts out to Orange Pill, Pharmonaut, and he goes, this is how it's supposed to be. Daddy, what did you do during the great war between the people and the state? With the help of some fellow lasered-eyed regards I met on the internet, we just kept telling the truth through memes and stacking sats until the creature from Jekyll Island suicided itself fucking legend let's <laughs> go all right guys so for my Big agree with that one <laughs> exactly yeah, the fiat is suiciding itself and everyone will run away from it you don't have to tell them anything other than keep showing them the better way it's happened in real time it's happened in real time and that's why they that's why the financial times that's why bloomberg have come out with articles saying the financial times headlines the best fiat money isn't a meme. Stop calling it that. That's how you know 
it's effective. Anyways, Opti, what would all you right, give those right, memes? Before, before we go, I forgot to tell people, put your meme review score in the chat so that we can cover it. Uh, today's meme, I think I've given these all in pieces, but I'm giving you my, my spaces set up. This is how we stream into the spaces. This is how we keep it professional over here. That's the score that you saved up for CK? Oh. oh, well, dude, I didn't know I had to pick a special <laughs> score for CK. I mean, hey, I could give my Citadel Dispatch hat too as well. I don't know. Ooh, like, what ooh, scores do we need, ooh, bro? How ooh. many scores do I need to give today, Nico? Those were some lit memes. I really like the last one, and I also think that Dylan's is very correct. Uh, and while fiat money might bring Bitcoin's price in the immediate term down. That does not matter because they're killing themselves. Mm -hmm. Also, 37 sats is generational wealth. Get bullish, y'all. Oof. All right. So before I ask Bars. TK what his score is, I'm going to take, I'm going to steal the gnome that is here at the Bitcoin magazine. This is Nico's score. See, you didn't even have a score. You're stealing scores and you're blaming I, I, me. I did this I, I, <laughs> I got here. Yeah. All right, all right, guys. How, how, how about the 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 collage of the the first Bitcoin magazine uh, cover? Oof. Issue number one. Uh, th this is actually made out of joint uh, crutches. So um, just <laughs> just a little bit of creativity from Young Gucci T. Well, let's, let's check it go. out. Let's zoom it in. Wow, awesome. All right, guys. Well, wow, so many joint crutches. <laughs> don't ask. Don't ask who supplied the art supplies. <laughs> All right, you guys know the deal. This is the this is simply Bitcoin Live. Put your scores in the chat, and we will get to them. Memes. Uh, Rave Elevator says I give those memes ten feet of natural gas pipeline. Very nice. Very nice. Next one by Diogenes the Great. I give those memes a Bitcoiner puff shirt trend. I don't understand. Mr. Robot, I rate those memes. One Crypto Cloaks Genesis Block Acrylic. Very nice. Opti, we got time for three more. BTC Pin says, I give those memes a little sewer girl strangling a pigeon. What the hell is he wrong He said he got it guys? from uh, uh, Cards Against Humanity. <laughs> Opti's uh, Fiat Bank Account says meme score. CK's wig as reported by Pablo. He ain't wearing a wig, bro. <laughs> I need a haircut, though. Uh, oh, man. All right. Pro Provina Fi says, I give those memes 37 stats. Very, Let's very fitting. All right, Opti, this is the last one. I give them a broken pound. Oof. Oof. Very, very nice. All right, guys. It's time for the open source software release. Let's check it out. Bitcoin software release. Brought to you by CypherSafe. Don't be that person that loses their Bitcoin seed due to fire damage, water damage, dog attacks. Back up your generational Bitcoin wealth on steel. And there's no better place to do it than the Cypher Grid by CypherSafe. And now check out their new Bitcoin art, the Bitcoin Rulux Triangle, only on CypherSafe.io. All right, guys. So today's software release is from Electrum Wallet, Electrum 4.3.2. It's mostly bug fixes, releases, notes, and downloads. So you can check it out on Electrum.org or you can check them out on their GitHub. Anyways, if you like what we're doing here, check us out on Anchor, on Spotify, and on Apple. And if you really love what we're doing here, we are on Fountain and you can stream us some sats. We are part of the value for value economy. Man, Ending the show, what a bullish day. What a bullish episode. I, CK killed it. I, I'm so glad we did this episode, Nico. 
Absolutely. I also want to give a very special shout out to representltd.com. They are, they sponsor our clothing. Opti, show it off, show it off, show it off, brother. Show off the back, show off the back. Represent Bitcoin merch. I'm wearing the, the, the centralized corpse. You could corpse as in the army thing. Damn, you I could, need that. That's <laughs> you could take advantage of the promo code yeah. down below to get 10% off representltd.com. Dot com. Also, guys, make sure to check out Simply Bitcoin's Telegram group. It's a party in there. That's where you could link us awesome Bitcoin memes to review. And of course, if you want to check out the written version of this show, check out www.simplybitcoin.news. Shout out to Rustin and shout out to Zach, some awesome writers. It's the Alex Jones version. It's, it's, it's awesome. Definitely want to go check it out. All right, guys, that was our show. I want to give a very special shout out to the one, the only, the legendary CK. He makes a lot of the magic happen at Bitcoin Mag. A lot of people don't know that because he's very humble. But thanks so much for uh, joining us on Simply Bitcoin, CK. Thanks for having me again, Nico, man. Love you, dude. Really appreciate you coming on the show. Guys, you know the deal. The number one thing you could do to help us, hit that subscribe button, hit that like button, and share the video. Spread the message. All right, guys, we'll see you tomorrow. I'll be back at Bitcoin Park. See you guys later. Which one's the best crypto asset? Well, Bitcoin's the best crypto asset. Okay. What's the second best? There is no second best.